Let every soul that is present in your house this morning acknowledge you and praise your holy name. Let every soul worship you, O Lord. Let every soul commit itself unto you, O Father. Let every soul remember of your goodness, O Father. The good things that you've done for the soul, O Master. And I sent you, Lord Jesus Christ, the shepherd of our souls, O Lord. O my God, to sanctify us, to cleanse us, O Father, to lead us in the path of righteousness and to show us and share with us the wisdom, O Father. For it is by faith we have been saved. Not of our own righteousness, but the righteousness of your Son, Jesus Christ. And so when we sing of Natosha Baba, it is from the depths of our hearts that you are all in all. We mean nothing else. We mean no additions. We mean not to do anything to supplement the work that you have done. For Father, you cry on the cross and you say, it is finished. Our praying that this morning that we shall enter into that rest, knowing that the work is finished, that we shall remain in that rest, knowing that the work is finished, that we shall cast all our burdens unto you, O Lord, knowing that all the work is finished, that we shall not be worried, O we shall not be anxious, O Jehovah, that we shall not carry on burdens that we have no business carrying, because it is finished.
wonderful, wonderful. A couple of things on the 22nd. Uh, on the 22nd, we have one service. It's gonna be a Thanksgiving service. So mark your current calendars. Time will be communicated, and uh, all other details pertaining to that will be made known to you. Amen. This coming Friday, I believe we still have Kesha. I know Pastor Alice is not here yet, but we still have Kesha. Unless otherwise, let's plan for that, all right? Uh, from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. Saturday morning. And this particular Kesha is of utmost importance. We know that this man all the way through December, there's a lot of demonic activity uh, that goes on. They do not sleep. In the book of Proverbs, the Bible says that wicked men do not sleep. They work hard until they make sure that somebody falls. So they are spending sleepless nights trying to look for weakness among the believers. But we are called to stay watch. Amen? Amen. We cannot afford to sleep, we cannot afford to slumber, we have to stay watch. And I would say that I know we, a lot of us, and by us I mean the church has been compromised a whole lot, especially in this season. We are forced, let me use the word forced, to buy candy for the kids, to give candy to the kids who are coming to knock on our doors and to, in one way or another, participate in these demonic activities. But I will tell you, my friend, even when that time comes, do not participate. Amen? Amen. Because that candy has already been dedicated to the demonic and there's a whole topic about altars, a whole teaching about altars, that one day, I know Pastor Jacob has taught on this, I remember Chris has taught on that as well. And we must be very careful, the altars that we raise. Amen? The altars that we raise. Each one of us has an altar, because man is inherently created to worship. And so there's an altar somewhere, you may not call it an altar, but there's an altar somewhere that you're worshiping. To some it's the TV. You cannot touch the, the remote unless the dad says so. <laughs> Amen? Others, it's their work. Others, it's their business. Others, it's their cars. Others, it's their homes. Others, it's their lifestyle. There's an altar somewhere. But there's only one altar that is dedicated to God. And we, as children of God, of God, we have been called to worship in that altar. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, believe you are good. Uh, we shall move on to the giving. Uh, I would ask Pastor uh, Florence to assist us in that area. I'm choosing on you because you're the closest to the baskets. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Amen. Let us commit our tithes and our offerings to the Lord. Uh, it is good to give. 
knowing, acknowledging that these fruits come from him. He gives them to us. We honor him by giving it back to him. Amen? And there is a grace on giving that I want to believe that we all ought to desire that grace. It is good to give than to receive. And when you give, uh, committed to the Lord, He will remember you. Amen? He will remember you. All right. Thank you, Father, for the giving of your children. You have kept them. You have sustained them. You know the labor of their hands. Father, I ask that you may continually teach us to profit. You may continually to teach us the value of giving, the value of worshiping you through um, the things that you have entrusted in our hands. That we may be constantly aware of who we are in relation to you. Thank you. I ask that you may bless this and you may consecrate it for the work that is ahead of it. To the glory and honor of your name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, hallelujah. Amen. Allow me to welcome a good friend of mine. You know him. Uh, Pastor Evans, God has chosen him to minister to us this morning. And I want to ask you to help me welcome him. The word that God has for us I'm sure is a word that will benefit you and I. So keep your ears open, your eyes open. Amen. Amen. And take in the word. Glory. Father, we commit this word into your hands. Speak to us. Give us understanding, open our eyes, that we may see and desire the things that you have for us in your heart. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's appreciate the man of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, church. Uh, it's always a privilege. Uh, to be here on this platform. I don't take it for granted because uh, the man we serve under is a man of God, anointed, and he has allowed us to be here and minister to the people of God. Uh, so I want to take this opportunity wherever they are uh, to appreciate them so much, even to allow to share the platform together with us, uh, that we may minister to the people of God. The Bible says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every man what that cometh or proceedeth from the mouth of the Father. Where the world is uh, right now, it is at a critical time. People are running to and fro. And the Bible says that a time is coming that I will cause hunger, but not of this food, but of the word of God. 
And that's why the Bible says, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of the Father. And that's why we are here, that we may encourage one another in this and more so as we see the days approach. The Bible says, Do not forsake the coming together, brethren. And more so as we see the days approach. Why? When we, be, we come together, when we fellowship together, we are encouraged. The body of Jesus Christ is being built. Uh, through your testimony, uh, through your encouragement, through your word of wisdom, through the songs that you sing, we are blessed together. It is building the body of Jesus Christ. And that's how important it is for us to be together. For the body of Jesus Christ uh, to be together in Jesus' name. So we thank God so much. Uh, yesterday we, uh, we were somewhere with uh, my wife. We went to do some deliveries. And uh, along the way, we decided to, to park somewhere. And when we started driving, uh, we didn't know there was another vehicle just right parked behind ours. And the, the, the mirrors were blind to it. So I started backing up and uh, as somebody ran to us that you hit our, our vehicle. And you know, before I started backing up, uh, I asked uh, Mary, is, uh, is the road clear? And it was clear. On my side, it was clear. And there was totally nothing. So where that vehicle came from, we didn't know. We didn't understand. But we hit it, and uh, it tried to play some games there, you know. And it was telling us that we hit his vehicle until it turned around. And, and there was nothing like that. So he called the police. Uh, we were almost one hour away from where we were going. So he called the police and he came. He, he did assessment and he said that he's going to write the, the report. Uh, so when we, we, we went on and, and delivered what we had and when we were coming back, and then along the way, you know, uh, the truck got broken again on the way uh, from 10 in the morning. So we tried all that we could and uh, nothing happened. So I remember when I came out of the truck, uh, somebody just passed by and asked me, uh, do you need some help? I said yes and uh, immediately parked his, his vehicle and uh, he started serving us. And this young man was together with us right from 10 o'clock uh, in the morning till about 4 in the evening as we were trying to figure out uh, what is happening. And I remember at some point he, he had to, you know this is a stranger, he had to pick uh, my wife because I uh, understand they were coming over here for some, some worship moment. 
And they, she was running late, so uh, she picked, he picked her up and brought her to where we, we left another vehicle. And now he brought me back uh, to where the truck was. And we were there trying to figure out what could happen. And this, this young man was with me all that time until we were not able uh, to do anything about this, this truck. So when he decided to drive me to, to my house, and at the parking I told him, can we go to the house? Remember, this is a stranger. Can we go to the house? I want to pray together with you. And he, uh, he agreed. He left his daughter because at that time we had picked his daughter from work. And he left his daughter in the car. And when I went with him in the house, I started ministering to him and testifying. And I, I led him to Christ. And uh, along the way, you know, he started crying and he told me this is what I needed because my life is not good. So uh, I encouraged him because I told him, may your ways, may your doors be opened because you served us. A stranger, you served us and you took it at, as you were born. So uh, going downstairs to the parking, I also ministered to the to the to the daughter and she also received Christ. Glory to Jesus. So uh, you know I was I was thinking about this. How how did all this happen? You know, right from the accident to the car breaking, and now here we are with this man, a precious soul in the sight of God, receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and also with the Lord. And I said, as the Bible says in, in uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, verse chapter 5, verse 8, 18, that in everything, in everything, not for everything, but in everything, give thanks to God. Because it is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning your life. Sometimes we may complain when things come on our way. But if you could only be a little bit patient and ask yourself, uh, our senior pastor has preached this before, when something happens to you, there are some critical questions that you need to ask yourself. God, what do you want me to learn out of this? And what must I do? Instead of jumping to, you know, conclusions and, and, and complain and marry and all that. But it's important to ask God, God, why have you allowed me to go through this? And why? What do you want me to learn out of it? That's very important. But what do we do most of the time? We are quick to judge. We are quick to, to complain. We are quick to look for blames here and there. And probably God is ministering something to you. So they are so precious. And now look at this precious source. What if we could have, you know, could have complained? God, why are you 
allowing this to happen to us. But look at what the Lord has done. I remember at some point, my wife was a bit anxious because they were coming here. They were supposed to be here at uh, what time? At 10. And now it is, it is, it is, it is, uh, it is 11. And I told her that let's be patient because you never know. And for sure, she was here by what time were you here? Around one. And still, he found nothing much had, had taken place. If she managed to catch up with what they were supposed to do here. God had to hold it for her sake in Jesus' name. So uh, it's important, brethren, uh, to understand that in every situation, give thanks to God because it is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning your life. Some years back when I was working uh, with an Indian company back in Kenya. And I went for lunch hour meeting and I was a little bit late, maybe around five minutes. And somebody decided to, to fire me because I was late. But I remember there were some people who were also late 10 minutes, 20 minutes and nothing happened to them. But uh, where I was, and the lunch hour meeting, the message was in everything, give thanks to God because it is the will of God. So when I came back, I was so happy, my heart was excited in everything, give thanks to God. So when I went back to work, that's what happened to me. I was fired. So I remembered the message in everything, give thanks to God. In everything, give thanks to God. So I didn't know why I should give thanks because for sure that's what we're depending on, your livelihood. And now it is gone, but you are yet required to give thanks to God. So after a few, few months, you know, I got another job and immediately I got that job. The same guy who fired me brought some stuff where I was working, some uniforms and all that. And God made sure that there was nobody else in that compound, in that institution, except me. Now here he is, and when he saw me, you know, he was, he didn't believe. He said, Kumbi He said, yes. And he didn't know what to do. And I told him, please relax. I'm here to serve you. And I served this man. And from that day forward, you know, a lot of respect. Wherever I went to where they were, the uniform distributors, some of you know, there was a lot of respect. So you remember, if I complained, why is this guy doing this to me? But I said, as part the word of God, in everything, give thanks to God. Give thanks to God because it is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, uh, we are reading from the book of Philippians chapter 2. 
And that's where the Lord has laid His word in my spirit for us this morning. Uh, that we may be blessed together in Jesus' name. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. We're going to read 3 and 4 in Jesus' name. The Bible says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let us, or let each of you look out, not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Can we go back to verse 3? Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or consent, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Praise the Lord. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition. Let each esteem others better than himself. We are living at a time where this is directly to the body of Jesus Christ. People who are washed by the blood of Jesus. You are the body of Jesus Christ and the body of Jesus Christ, another person is the body of Jesus Christ. And we are drawing our identity from the same source because the Bible says we are the branches and Jesus is the vine. So we draw our strength. We give fruits because we are grafted the same vine. So we don't exist on our own, but we have a source. All of us, we have a source. And that's why the Bible says we are the body of Jesus Christ. But at the time that we're living, if you can critically see what is happening to the same body of Jesus Christ, you find that to some extent it is a bit disjointed. People have their own selfish interests and ambitions. Other than this, this, the common purpose and goal that we have been called for. Because when Jesus saved us and he said that you are mine and now we are the church of Jesus Christ he purposed and desired that we be one and that's why the Bible says that we be one that the world may see and say that we are his only if we are one but we are living in a time that, you know, people have their own interest, even in this same body of Jesus Christ. We are here, yes, but people have their own interest. And it is unfortunate what the Bible says, selfish ambitions and interest. And this what has caused a lot of pain. Why do you think some ministries, they fight? I've seen, and I believe you've also seen, you know, some leaders blocking other leaders from coming 
to the same church and they are fighting. We have seen it. You've seen it. Why? It's because of the selfish ambition and interest. They are deviated from the calling of God, what God had purposed. Ministering to souls because they have been called to be the light and the salt of this world. We, are, we don't have any other business but be the light and the salt of this world. But do you think these people who are fighting against one another, do you think they are still having the same cause and purpose of being the salt and the light of the world? No. When they are fighting one another publicly, it is a disservice and disgrace even to people who are supposed to look at us and say, surely these are Christians. These are followers of Jesus Christ. They don't see that light. They don't see that salt. We can't, we don't have the boldness to minister to them. So we are denying people the opportunity to know their Lord, opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Why? Because of our selfish ambitions and interests. Could it be possible that we are together? Because the unity that we are talking about is not us coming together as we are now. No. It is you having the same goal, the same purpose as another person. But unfortunately, this is not what is happening. Because people are together but they are divided in their minds. They are divided in their thoughts. And that's what brings the selfish ambition and concept. But the Bible says, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Brethren, it takes God. It takes humility. You want to die for you to do this, esteeming each other better than yourself. When I see my brother and my pastor is sitting, stand here and minister, it is my joy. I intercede for him. I say, God bless this man of God, even as he becomes a blessing to the body of Jesus Christ. When Sister Joyce stands here and minister through songs, it is my joy because we are the same body of Jesus Christ. It is my joy I pray and intercede and say, God, I anoint her. That when she stands here to minister to the people of God, it is not about just singing, but worshiping. And it is a worship that touches the heart of somebody in the congregation. That when someone who do not know Christ as Savior will stand up before the preacher and say, I need to be prayed to. Because this is a song, that song that has spoken to my heart. And I need Christ. By the time the minister stands here to minister, 
is, is, is just about praying and thanking God for what he has done. Why? Because we are together. And that's what we call being together. But is that what's happening to the body of Jesus Christ? Is that what we really do? I want to do another person. I want to preach better than another person. I want to sing better than another person. That is not ministry. That is competition. But we have not been called to compete with one another. We have been called to complement and encourage one another. And when the world sees this, they will say, surely, these are Christians. We shall challenge them. The other day, my wife was reading something to me. I've forgotten the, the, the chapter. Where Paul was talking to this church that if you, if you devour one another, be careful lest you destroy one another. Galatians? Galatians chapter 1. Colossians. Galatians. Galatians. Okay. Inasema Kiswahili. Mke kulana. Mujadari kusimalizana. Kwa hivyo kuna kukulana ndani ya kanisa. We backbite one another. We speak evil things against one another. Can you move down what? So what I'm saying, brethren, we'll find it. What I'm saying is that God has called us to enrich and profit this body. That you are able to stand boldly and say, Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my sister. Thank you for ministering well. Thank you for serving the people of God. We complement one another. We complement one another. We don't bite one another. We don't demoralize and break down one another. But we are living in a time where people are bringing, pulling one another down. People are trying to undo one another in the same ministry. That's what not we were called for. No. We were not called for that. To pull one another down, to bring one another down, but we were called to encourage one another. And that's why what the Bible says, let's not forsake coming together, together, and encouraging one another with this. Encouraging one another with this. Brethren. We have really deviated from the course. And what God called us to do. And it is a high time that we 
we understand what God wants us to do. If we turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 to 8, the Bible says, Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed. It starts by asking, who is Paul? And who is Apollos? You remember there was a time when there was a lot of contention. Some were pulling towards Apollo. Some were pulling towards Paul. That we are followers of Paul. We are followers of Apollos. But he asked, Paul asked this question. Did any of us die for you? Did Apollo die for you? Did I die for you? And he said that woman is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers. We are ministers. When it starts by asking that question, Witness is, is, is trying to make us understand that we are supposed to remove ourselves from the prestige and the center of attraction where you want, you want to be the center of attraction. You want to make people know and understand and feel your presence. But it's, 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 it's taking us away from that and that's why it's asking. We know what Paul did the sailor of which he ministered, the word of God, and is asking, who is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers, through whom you believe, and the Lord gave to each of us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Verse 6. And now he says, I planted, that is Paul, but Apollos warned, but God gave the increase. He planted, but Apollos warned. We have our roles and functions in this same body of Jesus Christ. And that's why the Bible says some are evangelists. Some are, are, are pastors and so on and so forth. So we have been given a measure according to the grace that is given to us to profit the body of Jesus Christ. Not to profit ourselves, but profit the body of Jesus Christ. And that's why he said that I planted and Apollo watered. So in the same body of Jesus Christ, some, some people are planted and others are watering. But all of us, we are doing it to the glory of God. And the Bible says, God gives the increase. It is God himself who gives the increase. So my dear brothers, my dear sisters, we respect and honor the grace that God has given us to function 
for the sake of the body of Jesus Christ. We can try to sing, but not all of us can sing. We try to do all that you are not called to do. But unless you understand your area of calling and allow God to minister to you, not all of them were planted. Not all of them were watered. Some planted and some watered. And God himself gave the increase in Jesus' name. That is what we are supposed to do as the body of Jesus Christ. Esteeming one another better than or esteeming another person better than you are. When you esteem somebody better than you are, you are saying, God, I thank you. Brethren, have you ever gone back to your house or to your room and knelt down and say, God, I thank you for my brother Chris, for using him that much to be a blessing to me. Have you ever done that? Have we done that? We found it in Galatians chapter 5, verse 15. Have we ever done that? Have you ever taken time and told God, thank you so much? Have you done that? And say, God, I thank you for this sister. I thank you for this brother. I thank you for using him to be a blessing to me. Esteeming another person better than you are. Better than you are. Have you ever gone to somebody and said, Man, you, you sound so well and I'm blessed. Or you are saying that if only they knew how much impact I have in the singing, they could have called me to sing. Watch a will Munasema Naimba. Now you are qualified 
to say that esteeming one another or each other better than you are. Do you take time to appreciate another person? It might be literal, but what if it came from your heart instead of kumuonia wimu? Because ada ukimuonia wimu, bado wakotu smart. Have you ever taken time and told your friend or your brother who would umeungu wakwini? You are beautiful. You are handsome. From your heart. Building one another selflessly. Without anything, without strings attached. And it is just from your heart. It's, it's flowing. It's flowing. Brethren, I'm not disqualifying anybody. And I'm not saying you are not born again. You are. But there are things. There is. Even in this salvation, God requires us to do some things. You are not just born again, that's the end of the story. It's a process. We are being made better every day until we reach that time when our body shall be glorified and translated. This thing to do. That's why the Bible says, love one another, esteem one another better than you are. All those, all those will find them in this journey. Why? Because they make us serve better. They make us have impact when serving the same God. They make us be genuine when we are serving God. We got it. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed one another. Swahili so, I came to tell you and encourage you, brethren, that we need to serve God with understanding and know what God has called us to do. The body of Jesus Christ is supposed to be one. Jesus prayed and said, Father, I pray that they be one as you are one. I pray that they be one. Some people think that the Lord's prayer is, is, is our Father. No. It is the prayers that Jesus, the Lord's prayer is that prayer that Jesus prayed. Father, glorify your son with the same glory that we share and I pray that they be one that is the Lord's prayer not our Father who is in heaven 
I pray that they may be one. Unless we are one, we won't have impact. Unless we are one, we are failing it. But we need the grace of God to continue, you know, speaking to us, shaping us, pruning us, even as we understand what He wants us to do so that we become effective in serving Him without excuse, without anything that can, can, can point a finger to us or at us. Unless we manage that, we will not be effective in the ministry. And I standing together to, uh, before you here, I need it. I need it just as any other person. I need it that I may be effective in serving God uh, who has called me to serve him. You need it and we need it. Amen. Nobody can stand here and say and hit their chest and say I have it. No. You could be struggling with something that is not making you effective in the ministry. You could be struggling with what I've exactly uh, brought you or to us. You could be struggling with something. But what am I saying? When we are open before God and we allow God to minister to us because we have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, our teacher, our counselor, he will be pointing to you. You, you are supposed to rectify this. You are supposed to do this. You are failing here. You are supposed to do this. But we are supposed to allow the Spirit of God to speak to us. How I desire today that we may be together and one and esteem one another. You esteem your brother. You esteem your friend better than you are. When you do that, you will not have your selfish interest and ambitions. We will be serving one another. We will be serving each other. That young man served us yesterday. And I held his hands and I told God, in Jesus' name. And as he was shedding tears, he said, this is what I've been looking for in my life. Because my life is, is, is not good. Let's serve one another. Let's serve one another with, with a pure heart. Not expecting something back. But doing it to the glory of God. I planted Apollo warrant, but God gave the increase. May the name of our Lord and Savior be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. You want to respond to something that the Spirit of God is pointing to you at this time. It is your moment. It is your time. Allow the Spirit of God to minister to you 
Allow the Spirit of God to encourage you and help you overcome that situation to the honor and glory of God. Father, I thank you for this moment and time. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that you've given us together that we may encourage one another in this faith and in this journey. I thank you, Lord, for this dear ones, that, Lord, you brought your word to us. I pray that you may help us, that we may be one indeed. That as we serve you, we may serve you, Master, without anything accusing us, but we may serve you with purity of, of heart and clarity of mind to the honor and glory of your holy name. Thank you for the body of Jesus Christ. The body that you said, you shall build your church and the gates of hell shall never prevail against this church. I thank you, Lord, and I honor you and I bless your holy name because you've heard our prayers. In the name that is above every other name, the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray and we believe. Amen. Amen.